This is the Horse Radio Network. Well, we have Maggie here. She is the CEO of Chicory Wealth. And Chicory Wealth, we've been working with to put a, a whole uh, series of uh, episodes together that we're going to mm-hmm. play on our Horses in the Morning show about investing and finances and things like that. And it's been fun to work on them. They're going to start to come out soon. Uh, but, you know, when I saw a lot of our listeners are posting, well, you know, they're nervous. The stock market's been, yeah. it's been just dropping a little over the last couple of days, you know. Uh, <laughs> so they're getting nervous about, you know, what what should they do? What shouldn't they do? And, you know, just in general, want some want to hear from somebody about this. And Maggie, tell everybody a little bit about Trickery Wealth, like the Reader's Digest version of what you guys do. And then, then I'll get your answer to that question. Sure. Um, so we're a fee-only um, financial life planning and asset management firm. So um, we work with clients on a fee basis alone. We don't accept commissions of any kind. We do financial planning first, and then um, we build portfolios, asset management portfolios, specializing actually in environmental, social, and governance um, oriented screens to build those portfolios for clients. And you've been so, doing this for a long time, haven't you, personally? Yeah, uh, yeah, about 18 years, working huh. on 19 years. Yeah, so I've seen seen a few things, and, I've, and before then, I was alive, so I saw some things there, too, as we were talking before we went on air. We've I want to talk things. to you a little about that, too. Yeah, yeah, started here. Right. I do want to give a disclaimer, though. We neither uh, This is not financial advice. Please see your financial advisor for, or your Absolutely. banker or whoever uh, for any financial advice. This is merely for educational purposes. Right. Uh, I was a financial planner for 15 years, but that was 20 years ago. So whatever I say, you can totally discount. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even listen to it. As as is true for the last 5,000 episodes I've done on the Horse Radio Network. Um, I am not an yes. expert. I'm a horse husband. But we did want to do this just to provide you some information. Uh, so let's talk a, uh, a little bit about, do you, why don't we talk about history first? Let, let's start sure. there. So you sure. and I are both old enough to remember going back to Jimmy Carter days, <laughs> um, back in the late 70s, when our parents, the mortgage rates were at 20%. We right. were waiting in line every other day because you couldn't get gas every day. You weren't allowed. You had to do it on certain your last day or your name or your t- license plate. I don't remember. Uh, right. But I remember waiting in line a block away to get gas uh, with my dad in the car with a great big old Chevy van, uh, which sucked gas. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, then we lived all the lived through 9-11. Uh, we basically lost a business because of 9-11. The downturn really? was so great after that it, yeah. we did ever recovered from it. And then we had 20, you know, we had 2008, which is the big crash yeah. of 2008. Well, so that's the, the, yeah, the dot-com bust, you yes. remember. Yeah. That, that took a few folks out. As yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. Right, right. So we've lived through a few in our lifetimes, maybe younger mm-hmm. people, not as many. But so if they're looking at their 401ks or their investments and, and they're seeing a decline, uh, what do you say? Uh, well, a couple of things. First of all, um, I think that part of what is making this particular moment so difficult for people is the speed with which the decline has happened and the attendant uh, you know, the, the the moment we're in, I mean, the minute you engage, so, so money is all about the reptilian brain to start with, right? I mean, it triggers in us greed and fear, mm. okay? So when you overlay- A lot of wars started over those two things. Yeah, got it, mm. right? 
And so when you overlay <clears throat> a, a, a pandemic, which is also triggering, you know, our, our fear very highly and to a certain extent, appropriately so, to a certain extent, probably a little dramatic, you get this, this, um, this kind of terror. And I think that's what you're seeing in the market. You're seeing a kind of um, sort of free fall that's out of proportion with the larger context we're in. It doesn't mean it's any less scary for any of us to watch it, but I do think that that's adding the fact that it's not just an oil shock or a credit crisis, but that you have right. sort of pandemic contagion adding to this. I mean, it just or a tech bubble up. burst that yeah, affects yeah. people and nobody else. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and and I think it's the market hates unknowns. It really, I mean, we all we all live constantly in unknowns, but the market despises it. And so, just not knowing. Um, you know, what the full response will be. Um, and and uh, frankly, I think a lack of really good focused leadership to get on top of that has not helped. But in fairness, on the on the virus side, we're in slightly uncharted territory. And I think that's making things worse. So what do you do in a moment like this? Frankly, the best thing to do is um, probably, probably absolutely nothing at all. Um, hopefully, Leading up to this, um, people, folks had some sense of how their portfolio might react. You know, the old, uh, what is your risk tolerance kind of thing? If you work with a professional, someone certainly has had that conversation with you. My experience, however, is people don't really know what their risk tolerance is until something really. Until you see that drop about 20%, 30%. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You can talk about it. Look, you know, here's the chart on paper, but it's it's a different lived experience. But the, the speed with which this has happened um, makes me want to say to try and go in and make changes at this moment to use a um, pardon this metaphor. But in a sense, the horse has already left the barn. And so just he might have opened the gate and left the field uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the way. Anyway. <laughs> so I just think I think staying calm, things will settle out uh, and then you know, maybe four or five months from now when things have begun to stabilize, you know, you do what you should do, which is rebalance your portfolio potentially to whatever the original target was. So if, you know, you had 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds and you wake up in May and now you've got more like 45% in stocks and 55% in bonds because the price of stocks has dropped, well, you rebalance back to the target, but you don't do it. I do not think you do this in the middle of a crisis. I would, I think that would be very ill-advised. And I do think the other thing to do, and this is really important, is you've got to remember, you've got to think and focus on your long-term goals. This is why we're so financial planning centric. We won't manage a portfolio without understanding what the actual goals are, the timing needs, the cash flow needs, um, you know, the other circumstances surrounding the person's life. And so, um, so it's so when you when you're starting there, it's very easy to say to a client whose portfolio is down, look, yeah, but you're not going to touch this 401k for another X many years. And even when you do, you're not going to take the whole thing out at once. You're going to you know, so there's a lot of um, so staying focused on the long term, I think, is also really important in a moment like this. And it's very hard. It's very, very hard. It is very hard. And, you know, I. I remember back. I, you know, I, we used to have customers used to react to everything in the market, right? We, we, you have those too, right? We all have those. Um, but you would, you would talk to them and you'd say, "Hey, look, you know, just same thing you just said. Hang in there. Uh, 
And now, you know, if those people, uh, again, I don't have a contact with a lot of them, but for 20 years later now, if they had stayed in there, their portfolios are worth 10 times what I sure. left them in, right? That's right. That's um, right. And then some of them bailed. You know, there's always that one or two that will bail no matter what. Uh, uh, and their portfolios are not 10 times. Uh, what they yeah. were 20 years ago. Well, yeah. The problem with getting out, especially if you're making a radical move, like coming completely out right. of the stock side of the market. Oh, no. By the way, in the bank, you're going to get a quarter of a percent in a CD right now. So, I well, mean, right. yeah. And, and it, not, only, not only that, but so you come out, then you have to figure out when to come back in. Right. So you got to be right. If you're making a radical move like that, you got to be right at least twice. <laughs> and I got to tell you, <laughs> that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. You you know, there's the old adages when I, you know, I never we, managed to do that at the casino, by the way, I'd never get it right twice. <laughs> exactly. Right. When to walk away. Right. <laughs> right. right. I never do that. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's, that is a kind of market timing exercise that, um, uh, virtually no one does correctly. And I mean, and you might be, um, you might because be, because the odds are against you. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And also the speed of this, for example, um, uh, there were signs that the market was overvalued in February. Oh, there I were think X had been overvalued for a while. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, you know, but but you had to be willing to take some gains at that moment to sort of begin to, and again, this is about <clears throat> taking, getting an allocation, more or less sticking to that allocation, rebalancing back to the allocation. And um, so in a sense, you always have to be willing to rebalance and sell when things are high and buy when things are low. I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's it's the truth of it. It's the truth of long term investing, which is really different than stock trading. Right? right. Right. You know, I would suspect most of your viewers really should be in our long term investors. I think they probably are. You know? yeah. So that's it's a different animal entirely than trying to. <clears throat> Now, one thing that hasn't lost value is the Horse Radio Network. And if you would like to pay me $2 million to buy it today, I would be happy to talk to you. So I'm just throwing that out there. Just always looking for an opportunity, right, yeah. Glenn? Get it? Right. <laughs> you know, I haven't had any calls, Maggie. I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, we're, um, you know, there's not much else we can say, everybody. I mean, that pretty well, much does it all. You want to add anything? One, just one minor framing okay. just to give people a sense of where we're at. So. I was, we were looking before we went on, uh, before I got online here today, I was looking at where the S&P was at its peak, where it is now relative to its peak, but also where it was relative to say 2017. And let me remind viewers, 2017, we had a market that went up, went up significantly. I can't remember precisely, but it was, you know what, it was probably like in the 20% range in 2017. 2018, nothing made money. 2018 was flatlined. People may have forgotten this, but 2018 was was a was a slightly down year across the board. No asset class made money. 2019, everything made money. Didn't matter what it was. Everything went up. It's just which is frankly, it isn't really supposed to work that way. That was probably one sign that maybe things weren't going to last quite so well. So from where we were at the top to now, the S&P has dropped already about 25 percent from the peak. But we're still about 13 percent above where we were at the beginning of 2017. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, cold comfort. I know people were looking at those gains of 2019, really liking them. They have pretty much disappeared, but we're a long way from a reversion back to 2012 or 2013 or 2014. Um, I 
And it's I, possible the market will fall more. I mean, I don't know in the short term, but I just think it's good to have that perspective. I think it probably will. I mean, you know, we're, we're, I think we're just at the beginning of this in this country, you know, where we're going with here, yeah. you know, with all the cancellations we're seeing and everything. And, and it's starting to ramp up because there's more tests available. But Kristen asked a good question. She says, long-term investments seem to be able to handle the ups and downs because, well, they're long-term. If you don't currently have much invested in stocks, is it a good or bad time to experiment with dipping your toe in? Well, I would say, how much do you like blackjack? <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, what I would I say would about say, stocks in general, if you're playing what she's talking about, I think is the daily stocks. That's what we were talking about, you know, definitely yeah, going I mean, to playing the market. But that's if you've been thing. sitting in cash for a long time, <laughs> waiting for a feeling like, oh, I do have this money. It really is long term. You know, it's really is. I mean, my answer to that is what's the money for? Right. When are you going to use it? If you're not going to use it for five or 10 years, um, sure, this might be a very good time to put some of that money to work, but you have to be prepared that in the short term, it could continue to go down. But if you're trying to call a bottom here, like, oh, I'm going to know the precise time, you better give that one up. Yeah. I, I mean, I would strongly suggest giving it up and just saying to yourself, okay, when do I need this money? I don't need the money for 10 years, invest it, but be emotionally ready for it to, at least on paper, go down for some period of time. <laughs> Kristen says I could also just bet on the ponies and probably have the same amount of luck. <laughs> well, if it's luck you're looking for, perhaps. That's yeah. right. If it's you might have more fun watching her run around. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Maggie, where uh where can people find you? Uh Chicory Wealth, C-H-I-C-O-R-Y wealth.com. Um just Google us. We pop right up. We're, we'll come right up on your uh on your uh on your search engine and we'd be delighted to talk to you. There's a place you can click on to contact us. Um, and we'll, and we'll put a link. I'll put a link in the uh, comment section here as well. Plus we're going to start a series here in the next couple of weeks with you guys. It'll be a 10 part series yeah. talking about investing and uh, you know, financial planning and, and everything that goes involved with that as it relates to the horse person. Right. So fortunately you have uh, Christina who we're working with is a horse person. So is, it's kind of uh, nice. And, you know, 12 years of doing this, we've never done a series like this, and I'm excited to do it. It's something that we all have to deal with and think about on a regular basis. So why not think about it in the in in the correct way and try and do things, you know, correctly and, and in the way that benefits us over a long term? And, right. you know, all of us horse people, the one thing we worry about is taking care of our horses over the long term. Sure. Right. Sure. And having horses when we're 65, you know, actually, most of my listeners would hope to have about 30 of them when they're 65. Um, an entire collection. But, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we can't accomplish that unless we plan. So that's what exactly. we're going to be talking about. I really appreciate you being on it. You know, if maybe, you know, we'll take a look back in a week here. And if things have changed, uh, would you come back on with us? Oh, yeah, I'd be delighted. Okay. It was really fun. I'd love, right. to, love to talk to you. Maybe in a week, things will look better. Maybe yeah. they'll look good. But we'll hang in there together. I mean, the point is, in a moment like this, you know, people hang together. And you clearly have a strong community that wants to be in connection with you. And I think that's that's great. It's wonderful. Well, we are, we're doing all the coverage. We're posting everything in Horses in the Morning Facebook page. You'll also go to horsesinthemorning.com and click on the uh, coronavirus banner, and it'll bring you to all the coverage we have. Uh, we, we're doing posts every morning on Horses in the Morning in my personal page about what's going on and what's been canceled, which is getting very difficult because there's a lot of it in the yeah. horse world. Uh, and also my, my comments, whether they're good or not, are there as well. Uh, if nothing else, they'll be entertaining. 
Uh, and then uh, in the evening tonight at eight o'clock, uh, I have Erin Gilmore coming on with me. She's a well-known journalist and photographer in the horse world. We're hopefully going to have some special guests with us and we're going to hang out together at eight o'clock Eastern time tonight, horses in the morning. Well, you know, if nothing else, you're all going to be staying home. Some of you for, you know, you're going yeah. to be at the house because you're quarantined or working at home. It's going to give you more time to catch up on our shows. So there's that. There you go. Uh, Glass and, I like it. <laughs> and let's all hang out and drink some Corona. By the way, I just have to show everybody. <laughs> Look, I'm ready. Now, Maggie, this is the truth. I have never, I don't like beer at all. I have never drank one of these in my entire life. I've never tried a Corona. So tonight on the air live, I will try Corona. And then we're going to play a game for every time I accidentally touch my face. I have to drink some of it because I know I'm going to hate it. Um, so there you go. We're playing a different, we're playing a reverse drinking game tonight on the show. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Come hang out with us and have some fun. Maggie, right. so sorry she agreed to do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all, Glenn. It's really fun to be with you. And I, yeah, I, I wish you well and all of your listeners well. And I'd be delighted to come back on if that's appropriate at any point in the future. Thank you. Chickerywealth.com. Thanks, Maggie. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.